Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you reckon you would be a good astronaut? No. Why not? <laughs> um, I get motion sick quite easily, so mm-hmm. I think the zero gravity and the spinning wouldn't be great. Yep. Also, I get quite lonely, it's like the whole no contact. Although, hey, it could be better than <laughs> being down here with everyone else. Hey, what about having to pee in your suit and stuff? Well, there's like things that you use to, like, you're not peeing in your suit. I know. Like, you're just letting it go. It's not like you get a window, break it open a window and pee outside as well. Do you do that normally, do you? No. I'll the alternative. Why do you ask? Well, links to what we're talking about today. So. Do you think you'd make a good astronaut? I think I'd like to go to space and not necessarily have to be an astronaut. Like a space tourist they talk about these days. Yeah. Or like the dog that just goes to space. Just go for the lols. I wouldn't put it like that, but yeah. <laughs> Ground control to podcast audience. It's Major Lonnie here with Corporal Sine. Is that what they call this astronaut? Thing? That's what David Bowie calls in okay, his song, so right. I imagine that's true to life. Accurate fact. <laughs> this is I Only Like You, a movie... I say movie review podcast, but it's more of a movie talk about podcast, isn't it? We do review the movies, but it's more of a discussion about movie the discussion film. podcast. Yeah, it's not like we're critically analysing these films, really. Sometimes you do. Depends on the film, I guess. Yes, and as well as a movie, we also discuss slash review an interesting <laughs> topic, which is normally about someone we hate that week. <laughs> we review society as a whole. <laughs> yes, this week we have seen. Hidden Figures, which has been out for a while, so you should have seen it by now. Otherwise, go see it. Now, come back, listen. <laughs> um, before we get to that movie, though, Sine has a few inventions she wants to share with the world. No. I have gripes with the inventors of our world. So, if you're an inventor, do you have, like, a list of things that you're working on, like, priority-wise, like a flying car's up there or are you doing other stuff in the meantime like a cure to cancer and and that kind of stuff should be up there definitely but i'm talking about like physical inventions right Mm. i think there are both things that haven't been invented that i think should have been invented by now and also things that i don't really understand how we got to them being invented okay i'm intrigued good i've got got you hooked give us some examples (laughs) well Got me thinking. We saw Luke McGregor the other night. He's an Australian comedian. And he had a bit in his set, the proper term. Mm-hmm. Where he was talking about how salmon semen is used as a blood thinner. But, like, what were the steps that had to happen for that to be discovered that that worked like that? It's also used as a tongue twister. Salmon semen 
Say ten times fast. Seven, 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 seven. The great part of the podcast. That's online forever. Very glad that we've done that. Yes, your your point though is how was that first? Yeah, like made. Obviously, like I assume they had a separate study and the blood thinning was a side effect, and then they you know used it for that. But just thinking about the other ways, the, the more fun way of how do you sort of like you just try and everything you just throw in everything at this guy and his blood won't thin, and then mm. you know, yeah. Anyway, there's something like a pill you can get. You haven't got to go straight for the salmon. The salmon semen. The one salmon is always used for it. <laughs> being, being I wonder milked. if the salmon semen's in the in a pill. Like they're not. It's not the direct. Surely not. We're not doctors. We shouldn't be talking <laughs> about this sort of thing. Anyway, things that have been invented that I think are useless inventions or silly inventions. Obviously, there's like bad ones. I did a Google. I did try to do some research for you listeners and there was like Agent Orange and it just got a bit too dark for me and obviously like that's a thing. But I'm talking more about Q-tips or cotton buds. Like who, how did that get invented? Who goes, we've got cotton wool. You know what would be great though? A stick. And it on the end of two sti- of a stick. Like I just, how's it happen? I, I imagine that was exactly what happened. <laughs> but they- but Why? Who invented it? To get into your ears and stuff. They're probably using No, them. they're not supposed to be used for your ears, you know. Yeah, but they are, though, aren't they? Everyone does it, don't they? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I imagine there was cotton around. They were doing stuff with it. Get a stick, get a bit of cotton, and then eventually it's mass-produced. But it just sounds like electric can openers. Who needs an electric can opener? I Pe- just feel like... People who are old. They haven't got strength in their hands. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. You've ruined my... You know, kind of set up there, but okay. Imagine today's something else, <laughs> and we'll get no like a setup, and then we'll get into this next bit, which I'm sure is good. My point is that I feel like we're prioritizing some of the shitter inventions and not prioritizing some of the more important inventions. Like, why in 2017 do I still have to clamber into my car? I either have to fall, like, down because my car's lower than the, the seat is for my bum or climb up into a car. Why is it not a system to not have to clamber into your car? Why can't I be standing next to my car, my seat comes up, collects me, and pops back down? I thought you were going to say you want to teleport. I mean, that too. I mean, are we working <laughs> on that, guys? You know, like, it could just... I have to open the door and make sure the door doesn't hit the side of the garage and got my handbag and, like, a bottle of water and you've got to try and get in there and not let your keys scratch. Like, it's a big deal. Is it better than climbing up into a horse, though? Taking three days to travel to the nearest town? Um, okay. Normally you're on my side with this kind of stuff. Yeah. I always support you and your gripes. It's more fun if I'm, you know... Being a pain in the ass. Well, you know, a bit of opposition. Make you really battle for your points. It's good. It's good. (laughs) And I've had an idea for an invention that I would like to tell our keen listeners about. Listener. Sole listener. But my point is, every time I've mentioned this to everyone, they're like, oh, yeah, you should do that. I don't want to do it, okay? I don't want to be the inventor. Can someone just do it for me? I want something equivalent to McDonald's, 
of a fast food variety that provides delivery and is open 24 hours and has sort of just a standard, just a general mediocre standard of food. Like, you know what you're going to get at a Macca's, right? Not mediocre, though, is it? Well, what's... It's not great, is it? It's I guess. just... It's fine. Yeah, yeah. My point is, I'd like that for desserts. Mm. Why is there nowhere I can ring now at 9 o'clock at night to get, you know, a little chocolate brownie delivered? A little, little ice cream or a, or a hot fudge sundae or banana split? A little souffle? Well, there are ice cream places. But they're not open, like, all night. What? <laughs> How late are you going? <laughs> I just think they should be open the same time as Macca's. You want a Cold Rock-style place or a donut place that's open yeah, 24-7? That's, I don't know why I can get sweets from Macca's, but my point is I want a sole dessert place, mm-hmm. right? And while we're on the subject of other takeaway options, I'd like some more options for my takeaway. Why is there no 24-hour Chinese place or Italian place that's all really well-known and you can go through drive through or you can get it delivered? There's Domino's. But you can't get Domino's at midnight. That's true. <laughs> Why isn't there a proper Italian place equivalent to a Chinese place where you can go get pasta and stuff? There's faster pasta if they're still around, but... I think they have places like in the States. They've got like Olive Garden, which is their sort of fast food equivalent. Yeah, yeah. And they've got Chili's, which is their Mexican. I guess they maybe they have more options over there. How bigger? Do they have places that are dessert places in America? We're moving immediately. Oh, my God. (laughs) As soon as you said that. It's possible. Well. They do have diners that are open all the time in like New York and stuff. If you believe movies. My point is, I'd like a list of the inventions that inventors of the world are working on, and I just think maybe we should, as a service, prioritise them. Like, we don't need flying cars, right? But it could be cool to have. So I'd bump it up a little bit, but probably not put it in the top five. So are you concerned that they've been focusing on stuff like can openers? Yes. When we could have been, you know, having it... (laughs) Fast food, <laughs> dessert places. Yes. I, look, if you put it that way, <laughs> I'm totally on board. I'm just saying, priorities. If we can send people to the bloody moon. Yeah. You could send them back in the 1960s. You know, I, just, I just like the progress that we've made. It's 2017. Like, I shouldn't have to do this stuff. Why is there no, like, automatic mop or, like, there's dust, like, vacuum, robo-vac things. Mm. Why is there no mopping equivalent? Why is there no automatic duster? Why is there no automatic window cleaner that we can have in our house? Why aren't houses just self-cleaning? I just feel like we should be focusing on some of this stuff. I heard of a good invention once. I don't know if it exists, it exists yet. It was, like, a mini washing machine that just washed a few clothes so if you had like a work outfit that you wore during the week or something you just wash them during the week wouldn't take as long I'm putting a whole load on right so what you wash the same outfit every night i'll tell you like two work shirts you could wash one of them and it only take like you know 10 minutes and it'll be done for the next day 
Well, Sine clearly doesn't like that invention idea. I just think it already kind of exists. Can't you just do a fast wash and... Like, I just don't understand. Right, I wasn't saying it was my idea, right? Or I liked <laughs> the idea. I was just thought of inventions for you to try and support you, your Grok this week. Oh, now you're supportive, are you? You weren't ten minutes ago. Barely, hey. <laughs> it's a bit like the podcast um, a while back where we said that we should probably be in charge of um, commemorative days. Mm. I think just give you half an hour on the list, just, you know, mix things around a bit. Just think we could put some order, you know, just some priority back into it. Like what what are they working on now? Like what what what's what are they inventing, you know? A new iPhone? Like I just is that really what we need? Like I'd I'd like to bump some of the other ones up. Just mix it around a bit. The thing is though, we don't really know what we need or want. That's that's why they're inventors, I guess. They're thinking twenty years ahead. This is all based on the assumption that all of the world's inventors work together in one building and that they do have a list of inventions that they work on one at a time. Yeah, they've just got a big whiteboard. But I assume that's correct. And they're like, iPhone, done, and rub it off. Yeah, rub it off. Cancer (laughs) goes off another one. (laughs) It's it's always top ten, you know. (laughs) You know what Henry Ford said, Sine? Who's Henry Ford? Of Ford cars. Oh, yep. He said, if I'd asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Huh. There you go. Mm -hmm. So what do we know? Well, maybe there's some reason we don't have a 24-7 dessert place. If there is, I'd like to let you know about it in writing. Okay. If you're an inventor and you know this, please get in contact (laughs) with us on the Twitter or comment on this. On SoundCloud. If you're a baker or like an entrepreneur, can you please create this? Because I don't want to. So he doesn't. He doesn't even want like credit for it, really. No, you can have it. Honestly, I've said this idea to so many people anyway. That it's probably been taken and it's got around. Know. I'm sure. But I just mean, I don't want the effort of having to like do it. Mm. I just want the results. <laughs> I want the sweet treats. Well, it's a good thing you weren't in charge of the space race, Sine. Just wanted to get up onto the moon or into space without putting any effort in. Because America put the effort in. I would have delegated the effort to America, probably. You would have have been Kevin Costner. (laughs) I would have been Kevin Costner. Just in charge of it all. Make it happen. (laughs) Quick. That brings us to Hidden Figures. It's the recent film directed by Theodore Melfi. Stars um, Taraji P. Henson, Octavia Spencer, and Janelle Monet. Kevin Costner makes an appearance. Jim Parsons makes an appearance. Basically playing a, a you know, I was going to say a bad version, like a like a humorless version of his Big Bang Theory character. Mm. Basically just a scientist dude. Um, Herschel Ali has a little cameo as well. Good work. Do you feel kind of proud of him? I feel like that... Just because we've seen him on House of Cards, you know, what, five years ago. Or he whatever. was Remy to us, yeah. He's still Remy to us, really. He's Remy even when he was Cottonmouth. Yeah. Like, he's just Remy. Now he's made good. But he's been working for years, apparently, so good on him. No, no, but I mean, like, he's our boy, kind of. He is our boy, yes. The film is about space race and and three black women and their role in the space race. It's based on real events, on the, on the real-life computers, people who computed back in the 1960s and, and 50s. Mm. Um. So they were, you know, mathematicians and scientists who were helping NASA get into space. 
particularly this group of um, black African-American women. The story is not totally true to life, and spoiler alert by this stage, um, it's played with the timelines a little bit, which kind of annoys me when that happens. So all the events are, are taking place in the lead-up to um, John Glenn's first circumnavigation of the world up in space. And in actual fact, apparently, a lot of the stuff happened earlier, 1950s, but and it sort of plays out like all these different stories happened at the same time. It's a movie, I get that. I can see why they do that, but I kind of get annoyed when I, when I see a movie and it's like, this is what happened, and then also... You go back and read about it. It's like, oh, it didn't actually happen like this. I think we spoke about that with Lion. Yeah, I, yeah. I have a bit more, I don't know, it didn't rub me as much the wrong way with this film as it did with Lion. I think because it wasn't them sort of, I don't know, it was sort of, it wasn't manipulation of the events. It was just slight sort of ordering in order to create more drama. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't feel lied to, I think, because it all just happened. It was just put in more of a structured way for a feature film. I think if you wanted the facts, you could have watched a documentary or read the Read the novel it's novel. based or the book is based on. Yeah, 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 do you know what I mean? Like, I get what you mean. I just feel like, I don't know, real life is interesting too and then mm-hmm. you're making a movie making a movie based on the fact that this actually happened, but then you change half the stuff. So why was it even based on true events? You yeah, know? yeah. Um, but I don't that, mind that's it. a minor complaint. Yeah, because so. I can appreciate it. And all the events still happened. They're not creating, I, I don't know. I think it was just kind of honouring it and just putting it in a way that was maybe a little bit more interesting to watch. So I'm more on board with that kind of stuff. Because eventually you kind of have to let go of the fact that it is a biopic and that it's based on true events and just treat them as characters in a story with narrative structure. Like you can't hold on to that truth so much. But I feel like there's sometimes these films, these biopics, kind of have a foot in both camps where they're mm-hmm. saying, oh, it's a story so we can say what we want, but also it is based on true life. So how amazing is this and how cool is this true story? Yeah, fair enough. You know. That's a fair point. Anyway. The the film is about the space race, obviously, but it, it's more than that. It's based about um, it's based around prejudice, and mm. the backdrop is the nineteen sixties, which was a big cultural movement in the nineteen in America. So, like the black computers cannot um, go in the same room as the white computers. Yeah, one of the characters is promoted because she's so good, and she's in an all male, all white office. And, you know, she can't even go to the same bathroom. Her, bath- her bathroom, her coloured bathroom, is across the campus, basically. Mm. Taraji P. Henson's speech that she gives in the middle of the film is worth the price of admission. Yeah, she's a really good actor, isn't you know, she? It was, and that was a wonderful speech, yes. It was. It sort of gave me the same feeling as David Oyelowo's speech in A United Kingdom, whereas mm. that, was, that was the price of admission for us. This was the same sort of yeah. feeling like that just blew me away and really kind of connected with me. All the actors are amazing. Janelle Monet, we've seen her in this and we've seen her in Moonlight recently. The first which two is, films, yeah. both nominated for Best Picture. I, had, I didn't actually know that she was a singer or that she had, a, like, you know, another sort of career. She is fantastic. I'm obsessed with her. She's amazing, like absolutely incredible. They're all, like, so charismatic, and, these women. And, and Octavia's awesome, oh, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a given by now, isn't it? Yeah. 
but like they're good performances I I really liked the movie I don't know about you but I found it quite enjoyable it's maybe a bit long dragged in parts it was a bit long wasn't it Mm. Um, I liked it it was a Hollywood film and it it's it's exactly the film you expect it to be based on what it is you know and that's probably the one criticism I have is that in this film one plus one equals predictability like you know exactly what's going to happen at every point it doesn't surprise me it didn't surprise me um so it's like if you're on board and go on the journey with it yeah you'll like it if you're fine with it but yeah if you go to movies to be amazed and blown away Mm. you're probably not gonna be blown away but still very enjoyable movie and it was still interesting yeah definitely to watch and i didn't know about these women before watching the film so that's you know yeah 100 percent there was a couple slight problems with the the racial elements mm-hmm. and how that plays out. Very positive, like how amazing is the fact that it's three women headlining a major Hollywood movie and that what did so well awards recognition. Yeah, that's amazing. It's wonderful to see that on screen. Mm-hmm. However, a problem in this movie is that they're all accepted eventually. Like they all overcome their problems, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like after they have to prove that to the white people that they are worthy and they are like, for example, Taraji's character has to prove over and over and over again that she is, has the best mathematical brain in NASA until she proves her worthiness to everybody else. And then she's accepted. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, me speaking as a white guy, it's, it's seems like I'm complaining about that, but my problem is she should have been accepted anyway. And I understand how she had to do that because of, the cultural views at the time and the racial views at the time. But I guess I'm just upset about the racism, to be honest, yeah. not about the film. <laughs> but isn't it sad that she couldn't just be there on her merit already? She had to go. She had to prove that she was worthy to them. Once the white people said that she was okay, then she was okay. Yeah. yeah. I and get what you mean, but I do think that was the comment. Yeah, totally. But I think it's kind of like uh, once Kevin Costner said she's okay, racism solved. Well, yeah, no, no it's I not the case, that. you know. But, like... That's like saying, oh, I wish sexism didn't exist, so this movie is bad for showing it. Like, you know, that's not actually good criticism. But no. I don't know, that, that's just something weird I, I felt watching the movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Can I share something weird that I felt watching the movie? Mm-hmm. When we saw it, it was quite an empty cinema. We were one of maybe, like, I don't know, ten couples or whatever. But there were only white people in the cinema. And I don't know what my point is with this statement, but... I worry sometimes that these films sort of turn into white people watching black people's struggles for entertainment purposes. Yeah, and we can all pat you on the back and say how how good how bad were they back then and how good are we now? When really I don't know that the majority of people are that different yeah. or that unracist. I just feel I don't know, like I was angry that I had to see the film about these women to learn about their struggle but also good it's a good thing right that I I know about these women now and I can appreciate what they did but I just felt a bit I don't know funny about that that I went to see a movie on a Tuesday afternoon for my enjoyment and for my entertainment was the perils of these three black women just trying to survive in a society that thought they should be dead like I just I don't know I just feel I don't know how, what my point is. I just felt 
Like, is there another way that we can do this? That Well, the alternative is to not watch this film will have this film exist and only have films about white people. Well, exactly, which I don't want, obviously, and more films need to be made about black people. But, but I do see your point about um, turning the real-world struggle into entertainment for other people to enjoy. Yeah. But, like, we may as well be enjoying it, like, you know, rather than not enjoying it and not knowing about it. I'm glad that it's, the like, tricky thing, isn't it? it's educated me. I just felt a bit... Well, that's what annoys me then when they, they go and change things to make it more of a yeah. three-act structure story when, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if that's really honouring the real people. I think we've spoken about it before, the difficulty with biopics. You know, should biopics be made? Should we be able to turn factual events into fiction? You know, but is that just the way humans' way of processing events is by sort of retelling them in different ways and sort of... Well, every story you hear has been told in a certain way, though, I guess, hey? Yeah. Every true story, every news story is actually things get left out, certain perspectives are taken and things. So, but yeah, it, it is slightly different when it's turned into a, a film, a supposedly based on true events, fictional film. Yeah. Hmm. I had a friend at uni who said that documentaries shouldn't be allowed, should only be fictional things. What? He said that because he thinks people can be so swayed by things and they just believe everything they see. You shouldn't have to be able to say that your film is completely true in a documentary of true events. I don't believe that. I disagree. (laughs) But it's an interesting proposition, isn't it? But wouldn't you rather they actually had the true facts? And if they're so um, impressionable and can be swayed, why give them a false version of those facts? He was saying don't have any documentaries, just have fictional films. No, I know what he's saying. I'm saying I don't understand his point because if he's saying people are swayed so easily and that's why we shouldn't have documentaries, why should we have fictional films then if they can be swayed so easily and are just going to watch it and believe it? They know that that it's not true because it's fiction. Yeah, if you know, in his world, there are no documentaries. The only thing you see is a movie like Star Wars. I know, yeah. And so that's cool because you, you're you not going to even enter the possibility that it could be true. Hmm. And so you just think it's all fictional film. Yeah. I guess it'd be like having only have having storybooks, you know, kids' storybooks, not having any other sort of written Literature. form. Literature, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. It's not obviously. No. <laughs> obviously. But it's just an interesting proposition that, that maybe documentaries and biopics are, you know, playing with the truth is more dangerous than you might think. But aren't documentaries supposed to give you the fact and the true thing? Well, they're supposed to, but what if the true fact doesn't go along with your view? Yeah. What if the true fact is Donald Trump is a wonderful man and he's the best president ever? That's we not wouldn't, the true fact. But we wouldn't accept that in a documentary, <laughs> would we? No, I guess not. I guess. We but what's stopping someone making a documentary saying that? Nothing. I guess I've got faith that documentarians tell the truth. <laughs> not necessarily, hey. Yeah. Or they tell their version of the truth, which isn't. Truthful. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, I think this film is a good one to see on the plane. If you're travelling somewhere. The space. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. It's a good, like, a family could watch this, you know, with you, with slightly older kids and they'd really enjoy it and mm. get a lot out of it. And it, it does. It, it is awesome when it's talking about you know, persevering and um, defying expectations and Filling your potential, no matter what 
um, opposition you come across, and that's all wonderful. And I, you know, the the film is a wonderful message for. Yeah, imagine if you're a little black girl who likes maths and you're watching this. Absolutely, it's yeah. wonderful to watch. So. Yeah. And I didn't want it to sound before that I was saying these movies shouldn't be made. They definitely should. I just feel... Yeah, there's tricky ethical questions about it, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, totally. So it's a good, you know, three and a half out of five sort of film for me. It's not going to blow, blow you away, but also plenty of worse stuff you could be watching. Yeah, I'd probably give a... Yeah, probably the same, three and a half out of five. I probably don't need to see it again, but it has kind of piqued an interest in me I guess to research these women further and read their stories so yeah wonderful hmm. okay that's all from us if you've liked this you know please tell somebody do something with that likeness <laughs> like we're giving you a podcast for free you could you know share it on twitter couldn't you tweet us your inventions what do you think should be created how can Sinead get her 24-7 dessert place up <laughs> off the ground <laughs> If you can help her at all, please let us know. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.